Are there murder hornets at the event? I think that's right. a really important question to well, ask. Sure, of course it is. <laughs> Welcome to episode number five of the Promo Upfront Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, good time player man himself, the original good time player man, Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, what's shaking, bacon? <laughs> man, I am uh, living the dream. Just back from an event, which I'm sure we're going to chat about. And uh, it's always good to, it's really good. To, to, to do something like that. And it's, but it's, as is always the case, it's good to be back and sleep in yeah. your own bed. So I'm doing pretty well. And I always love hearing like the exclamation of you being excited about that open. So I love the open. <laughs> it, it, it plays in a loop in my head, whether I want it to or not. It's like this earworm that just won't go away. Um, cool. You doing but, well? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, getting in the swing of things, new rhythms and, and all those type of things, which is really good. But speaking of rhythms, Kirby, mm-hmm. I want to talk about our sponsor on the podcast today, and that would be Brian Jolin's uh, Music Medicine Livestream Concert. Now, we both know Brian Jolin from mm-hmm. Jolin, uh, from, uh, Jolin uh, Promotional Products down in Texas. He is celebrating his 50th birthday party on August the 13th, but I don't know if a lot of people know this. Brian, who is such a great guy, um, he was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, he's very blessed to have amazing healthcare share. So instead, he, he said, so many people ask, how can we help? What can we do to help? He doesn't need a fundraiser. He doesn't need anything like that. So he wanted to turn his, his negative into a positive for the community, uh, the music community that's been hit so hard by the pandemic. So, and it's specifically an artist he, he really loves called Brad Thompson, named Brad Thompson. He's a soul blues, rock, and folk singer. Um, think Lyle Lovett meets Peter Mayer. Hmm. Um, and so he's hosting this thing. Danny Rosen's helping him out with it. I think Charity Gibson is doing the social media on it. And it's going to be on uh, uh, July. I'm sorry, July would be last year, wouldn't it? That would be going <laughs> back in time. It was going to be Saturday, August the 15th. And we'll put the link on the Brand Debate website. But uh, what a great thing to do. The first 15 people who donate are going to get a little little bit of a swag in the mail. Nice. And what a great thing to do. Someone who is facing, obviously, the fight of his life, uh, turning a negative into a positive. And so uh, we don't have a sponsor today. And so I wanted to uh, really talk specifically mm-hmm. about that. That is amazing. You're right. Brian's a great guy. What? A, wow. Super cool. This is, the, and, and you know, as is the case, you kind of manage this side of it. And this is the first I'm hearing of it. I think that is awesome. That's super yeah. cool, man. Yeah. It's going to cool. be Saturday night, seven o'clock on the uh, seven o'clock central time on Saturday, August the 15th. Um, the link is on the brand of eight site, or you can search Facebook for Jolin's music is medicine live stream concert should be a good time. I'm planning on being there. Um, and there's no better way to tell the both the pandemic and cancer to F you than to do something like this. And so, uh, I'm real excited about it and, uh, want to support our good friend, Brian, who is a, a really just a tremendous human being. So that is amazing. Well done, sir. All right. So Kirby, we are now at the time of the podcast. I have no t- idea what topic you're going to bring up, but I kind of know what he's going to bring up. Um, <laughs> you have the promo up front. So we're going to talk specifically about promo 
What is the topic? It's your dime. It's your dance floor. Yeah. You know, I think this is one of those moments where we always talk about being tone deaf. Uh, we, uh, the promo up front's pretty obvious for me. Um, Opa, just, uh, Opa! We just, <laughs> we just finished our uh, sales safari at Kalahari. And oh. uh, yeah, it was a, um, the first probably in-person event for our industry. Um, I think all the eyes were sort of on us for doing it. Um, and so we, at Kalahari in Sandusky, Ohio, we did, um, for those in the industry, the best way to kind of describe it is a small EME style where it's mm -hmm. like speed dating. Mm -hmm. We did the in-person event and uh, we did it Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, the board and many of the suppliers showed up Monday to set up. And yeah, it was surreal. Um, to say the least. And so I know that you probably have questions about it. I'm happy to kind of share whatever perspective, I, but I didn't know if you had questions. I do. To ask I had some thoughts. Um, you did, first of all, you did a great day in the life, which was really a couple of days in the life of, of Kirby Hossman, which you do on occasion. Your vlog, which I hate that word, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are. Um, and you did a great vlog, kind of documenting what it was like getting to the event, being at the event. I want to know, you know, were there any grumblings or gripes from anybody? I'm guessing there's no, there wasn't, but it's very difficult to have to keep the mask on and all that stuff. Was there any grumbling or griping? You know, one of the things that I, I was, you know, after the events over, you're driving home, I was talking to my wife on the phone and it was the most grateful group of people. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was so rewarding. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there were people who, uh, when I say grumblings, I mean, we're talking minor uh, mm -hmm. just, it, just the normal, Hey, I don't love wearing a mask, Sure, but not, Hey, I'm not going to wear a mask. It was non-negotiable. Um, and I want to give some credit to, I mean, the OPA board, uh, Kyle McGovern and LaDonna and those guys, mm -hmm. they did a great job. I just kind of showed up and documented, but, um, it was really good for like Kalahari. So the yeah. actual, uh, facility, yes. like you walk the doors, it's, it's, right away you're met with signage that talks about social yeah. distancing and wearing a mask is required. And, and so the idea that the tone was sort of set even before we walked in the door, which was great because right away, it's like, it wasn't just us doing it. It was the facility sort of having uh, that in place as well. Matter of fact, they kept sending their staff up to make sure we were doing what we said we were going to do. Yeah. So they were super adamant about well, it. Well, in Kalahari, for people who don't know, it's this water park, mm -hmm. which it's a, it's an indoor water park, which is already in the best of times, a seething cauldron of disease and, and, <laughs> and infectious things. So the, I think, you know, this is where the one time I'd say it was really good holding it there um, because they're managing it so well. They're managing yeah. the social distancing there. I think, I think it's great that they sent people up to kind of make sure yeah. that, you guys were doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, we were there first event mm -hmm. like this too. And it was cool because, and again, Kyle was sort of our lead person on it. And uh, they kept coming up to him saying, you guys are doing a great job. So, you know, I think uh, suppliers so, ha had the hardest time because they had to speak. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so anyway, go ahead. So what was, what would you change? I mean, you're on the board for OPA, Transparency. I'm sure there were a lot of great learnings here. What yeah. would you do differently next time? Yeah, actually, we talked a little bit about this. We had a board meeting. And you might not have done a full postmortem yet. So. Yeah, and we haven't, but it was, you know, we, there were, we said afterwards, literally we had like a 15 minute board meeting after the event. And we said, look, you got to give ourselves, we have to give ourselves a little grace, literally the first time. And so for the most part, honestly, I would give us 
a a minus because we were adamant about masks. There was no back down on that. Hand sanitizer was everywhere. It was like sure. M&Ms. Like, I'm sure. Um, but people were social distancing. I think a couple things we would um, talked about doing. I think um, uh, let's see. Number one is maybe minimizing the number of chairs in each room. Okay. Um, just because again, you, like it's is natural with the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. We're an affectionate and uh, sort of group as a, you know, as an industry, you know, sure, like in absolutely. sales, whatever no uh, question. people want to give you a hug. People want to greet you. And so yeah. we did a really good job, but that's something we could always do better on. Right. One of the things we talked about was, um, and this was LaDonna's idea toward the end was to say, um, Hey, almost as a board member, we become an ambassador for like four or five people. So right. that we can sort of just guide people without having to be the mask police. Right. Um, and I think as we, and then the final thing, I think we just need to get more and more comfortable. And frankly, it's because we need to come up with a better way to do it where we're mm-hmm. not like yelling at somebody about not wearing a mask or whatever, but just coming up with better ways to just broach the subject. Hey, you might want to put that back on. Um, because people will take it off just as a, to take a drink or whatever. And then you, people will forget to put it back on. So, um, while they're definitely is going to be more of that sort of ideas of things we can do better credit to LaDonna and Kyle and those guys. They, they really did a good job. Well, and were there any awkward moments where people were like, handshake, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. There were a lot of those and just in, not in a bad way, but like, but again, I think many of us have tried to live in the three dimensional world. And so it's like we were anticipating those moments. So like, you know, Dana Geiger from PPAI was, was lovely and was yep. there. Uh, Lisa Bibb was there. And so when mm-hmm. they walked in, I mean, you know, it's a whole group of people who really like each other. And so literally there's, I think there's a, a piece of video in the vlog where we're standing across hallways, just going, trying to, you know, air hug um, and that sort of thing. But yeah, overall, I, A, I think it is, it was really good. But I also think we talked about it on Monday, as we were getting ready to go, a bunch of us were like feeling sort of the weight of the world about this Oh, I'm event. sure. The, the eyes of the industry were, were on you. Yeah, and still are, right? Because, oh, no question. Because, I mean, let's just be honest. Like, we did everything that I, I, I feel really good that we responsibly did what we said we were going to do. Yeah. People are going to be, do what they want to do as well. And so uh, as long as, uh, you know, seven to 10 days from now, we don't have an outbreak. I think it helps us look forward to say, Hey, here's how we can do business. Yeah. But if we do, I think it sets us back. And I think we, we felt that. Well, kudos to you for going first. It's never easy to go first. So, you know, the fact that you give yourselves an A to A minus, I think that's great. Um, And you did a great job documenting it on your vlog. I I think, you know, there's going to be learnings from all this as we kind of figure out how do we march forward how do we do these things that we're so accustomed to doing that's so vital to our businesses as we seek to grow and expand? Um, someone has to be first. And so yeah. kudos to uh, LaDonna Belcher, who's the executive director at OPA, uh, Kyle McGovern, who's president of the OPA board and the entire OPA board, and everybody who came and attended, right? Yes. Not just, not just the, the distributors who came to Sandusky for the day, but the suppliers who many of whom got on a plane. 
to come. Uh, I think in, most of them, most of them drove. Just okay, for thank you for shitting on my point. I appreciate yeah, no, that. no, um, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. I'm just kidding. But I know Lisa Bibb and Dana yeah. Geiger got on a plane and there were a couple of people. Some people traveled. They traveled out of their bubble, out of their safe zone to do this. And, you know, I don't think there's anything scarier right now than the recirculated air of a hotel um, in an indoor water park and where social, where, where there's drinking. I'm yeah. sure there was happy hours. Um, so I, I really applaud the bravery of the OPA board in doing what you guys did. So seriously, kudos to you guys. Thanks. Yeah. And again, hopefully we'll just get better at it. But I think, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was, it felt really good to be through it. And yep. now it's like, okay, let's make sure we all stay healthy. Yep, absolutely. Okay, good topic. Thank you. Great promo up front. Let me, let me kind of flip it a little bit. So I want to okay. talk about being careful with your brand. Okay. So um, there is a distillery here in Middle Tennessee called Pennington Distillery. They actually make my favorite vodka, which is Pickers Vodka. If you've seen the brand of eight beverages of the week, I, I use that vodka on occasion. Well, they lent branded bars they lend them out they have branded bars they'll lend them out if people have an art festival things like that they don't really have any association with the the events per se but they lend out their bars well they lent out their bars and it was supposed to be a small private event kirby uh -oh. in east nashville benefiting uh, local artists and businesses um, ended up being a massive party it's all over youtube and a potential what they're calling a super spreader of, of the virus, okay? So they had maskless attendees playing beer bong, um, a beer pong, not beer bong, beer pong, uh, smoking hookah, getting tattoos. I've seen, I mean, people are nut to butt in this party. It's like a party from, from before. And there's even a viral video of one man performing a, a, an act of love on another woman in a large pane window while people look on. So, I mean, it was a party. Jeez. So it's forced Pennington Distillery to come out and, you know, well, they, so the branding was all over the place. So people were skewering them. How could you sponsor this? Yeah. They've had to come out and apologize and say, Hey, you know, we lent this out. We thought it was going to be a small community event. It turned out to be something else. We'll do a better job. And I immediately thought of how do you not fully vet anytime you are lending something with your brand all over it? And it I mean, people, you know, with a brand, a distillery brand, an alcohol brand, that's already dicey to begin with because you're always going to have people who are thinking you're promoting a vice and things like that. How do you not fully vet that? Yeah. How do you not do that? Well, I, again, I think that this is one of those moments that feels like hindsight is super 2020 right now because, again, how many times had they done that before with no? challenges i think that because we're living in such a weird time right now you're yeah. right they do like again i'm not arguing that they no. need to do it but i totally could get like hey we've done it a million times we're just doing it one more time you know and and while now i sit here and go oh yeah they definitely have to right it. i could see how like again somebody the guy or gal who's in charge of lending out the bar just said yeah sure yeah <laughs> see i'll push back on you i think anytime you are allowing your brand to be out of your control you better ask some hard questions. Yeah. I don't care if it's the best of times or worst of times. Yeah. And I think it, it ended, you know, people get complacent, people get lazy, and they've probably lent out their bars a dozen times more than that. Yeah. No problem. Wonderful thing. Probably some nice free advertising for yeah. them. Yeah. But you have to ask those questions. Who's going to be there? What's going to, you know, not asking those questions 
you're leaving the fate of the perception of your brand in the hands of people who have nothing invested in it. And that, my friend, is wrong. Yeah, and I, you're right, especially now, right? Like, because it's not just COVID, right? Like, like there, especially right this minute, it feels like, hell, it feels like 60% of the things that you could lend it to would become a problem. Was it, is there uh, challenges with racial injustice that you're suddenly tied to? Is there something with COVID that you're suddenly tied to? Right. Are there murder hornets at the event? I think that's right. a really important question to well, ask. Sure, of course it is. <laughs> Uh, but there's just so many ways you can get that wrong right now that, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So I, I saw it was an interesting, <laughs> interesting little, little dichotomy there. You know what else is interesting, Kirby? I have the product of the week this week, and I'm real excited about today's product. You know, we talked about some obvious ones before, t-shirts and drinkware and things like that. My product of the week is the embroidered adhesive patch from the good folks at EMT. Now, they're not sponsoring this. This is just something, oh, Kirby's got one too. <laughs> Um, these things are so flipping cool with everybody decorating the backs of their laptops with stickers and things like that. This is a really cool way to stand out because it's raised up. It's got some texture to it. It's got mm -hmm. some feel to it. Um, super adhesive. You can take it off, restick it a few times. You can put on a hat, you can put it on a shirt. So if you don't have an embroidered shirt, you could actually put these things on a shirt and look like you're, you know, you have a corporate apparel. I mean, these things are amazing and the quality is just off the charts. Yeah. And so by the way, thank you for the note. You're welcome. Uh, uh, and yeah, I got mine uh, just this morning, literally. Um, and I am anxious to put it on my laptop, but I'm getting a new laptop. So I'm waiting. Ooh. So I'm hoping to have it today or tomorrow. So then it'll, then it will end up on mine. So awesome. Well, cool. these things are super cool. They're very cost effective. And it's again, a different use of promotional products. And I don't think people think about so often, yeah. uh, Brian Stidham and his team at EMT, they did the whole promo AF, yeah. um, patches, all the music patches, like, um, uh, promo works, promo rocks, things like that. You're going to get out. Yep. There you go. Swag. So, Really cool product. All right, Kirby, do you have another topic you'd like to talk to us about today? I do. I do. I'm going to go a little bit away from the industry. Just, I just want to talk about the times, right? Yep. Like, so my topic that I've literally written down here is maintaining sanity during these insane times. So okay, the more, you know, I really, this, I, I had a typed list. This is one I wrote down this morning because it's something I'm hearing everywhere. You know, I was talking okay. to my wife about, and we, we actually, in the interest of transparency, brought in some gifts to our employees today. Just okay. candy, just something to brighten people's day because it feels like the weight of stuff can be so heavy right now. And really so um, I guess what I was, I have a few and I can go first, but what are some things that you're doing during this time to maintain some level of sanity, maintain some level of positivity? You know, do you have yeah. things? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to, so um, I've, I, I yeah. So a couple of things, I'm trying to maintain a little bit of a schedule, um, yeah. which has been very difficult because um, it's the summer. Summer's always been the hardest time yeah. for me to work at home because uh, Sandy works in the school district as a speech language pathologist. So she's off. My kids are in school, so they're off. So it's very difficult to get any semblance of, hey, I need you to keep it down. Hey, stop eating the bandwidth because I'm recording a podcast, things like that. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you introduce a... 80 pound coon hound, coon hound puppy to the mix. It, it's a lot. 
it's a lot. Um, so I've been really trying to focus the last few weeks as we've ramped up brand of Ape to really try to get a schedule. So I'm back to exercising every morning. I'm next week. I'll be going back to the gym. Finally. Um, I went and looked and made sure it was safe. Sandy's high risk because of her heart issues. So we want to be very vigilant about that, yeah. but they've got things spaced apart. So I'm going to go back to the gym, but I've been getting up every morning walking the dog a little bit, taking care of the dog while she, Sandy gets ready. And then when she's done, I go on a two to three mile, just walk, run, whatever, whatever I may do that day. So that's helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, I have really kind of been very mindful of what I'm putting in my body over the last few weeks. Um, it got very easy, especially you're in the first part of the, the pandemic and kind of sheltering in place to just, if it's there, yeah, I'll eat it and I'll drink it. It's cool. <laughs> So trying to, to do that and then also trying to just, this is the hardest one for me, but just trying to breathe, mm. slow down and breathe before I act or react to something, just slowing down and breathing and realizing that this, while it feels like it's a forever thing is likely very temporary in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's going to be a measurable portion of all of our lives, but it's going to be, you know, what? 180th of it, 175th of it, or whatever it is. So I have to, I try to remind myself of that, that, Hey, you know, this is, everything is temporary, whether yeah. it's success or failure, whether it's good times or bad times. So, um, that's, that's, that's what came to mind. I'm sure I'm way off of what you're thinking since you had a chance to prepare. No, actually, I think you're right on the money. I, I, and I think, I think what's really important about this is there's no wrong answer as long as you are being somewhat intentional about it. Right. Because right? um, I think that's where it gets sideways is that we're, when we are completely reactionary, not only to the situations, to whatever, right. that's where it kind of feels you feel helpless. But mine are pretty, what you'd expect. Right. But, but what I would also say is each one of these is things that I'm like, I look at, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing them, but I need to do a better job. We all need right? to do a better job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so exercise, uh, meditation, and honestly, it sounds strange, but like content creation is therapeutic for me, writing, yeah. doing video, um, but the meditation, it's so funny. I feel better when I do it. Yeah. I know I feel better when I do it, yeah. and I don't always do it, and the same is true for exercise for me. That's so a, yeah, That's a good one. The writing also, I've gotten back to really, really writing very deeply about certain things. Some of I'm sharing, some I'm not. And, and so that's been very helpful to me, but I've always found writing very, very cathartic. So. Yeah, I knew that about you. So I'm, I'd be curious, this is one yeah. where the audience participation, I would love to hear other things that the audience is doing to try and keep sane during these times, because honestly, yeah. this is one of those moments where I think we need to share back best practices for all of us. Right. Because um, it's just so weird. <laughs> oh, I, it, is, it is weird. All right, Kirby, let's go. We got time, I think, for one more before we go to the party in the back section of this podcast. Love it. Um, okay. Uh, I thought this was interesting. So one of the industries we know that is suffering greatly from the pandemic is uh, hotels, hotel hospitality industry as a whole. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't see a whole lot of people at Kalahari this past week other not than like your normal. group. Yeah, yeah, not like normal, yeah. So hotels are turning... Are, are renting out their hotel rooms as office space to survive. And I thought, what a great idea. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, the New York City Hotel Nomo in Soho, <laughs> the Nomo in Soho um, for a four hour block. And this is in Midtown, or this is in lower Manhattan, $89 to $119 for a four hour block. So you can go and go work. 
go work, which I think is really cool. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Best Western Plus in Minneapolis. It's $59 from eight to five. You get a hotel room, you can go work, get away. Because that's the hard thing because we're all surrounded by the people we love and we want to kill the people we love because we're surrounded by them. So I thought that was really cool. And that's raised their occupancy rates to 60%, which in this pandemic is pretty interesting. So yeah. how can we in the promotional products industry be creative with ex basically existing inventory? Because what they're taking is existing inventory and repurposing it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think the idea of the hotels doing that is really smart. Um, I think and because again, just what you said, you were talking about how uh, trying to work at home in the summertime, it's like it might be worth a day a week, a couple days a week to, to have that place to escape. Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the things that, and, and I don't know that I'm going to answer your question super well, but, but what I would say is the idea of having a supply chain and being able to pivot really quickly as an industry is one of the things I think we've done really well, um, you know, with the PPE stuff. I mean, we had yeah. the supply chain in place to create masks. And it was funny because at this, we've talked so much about doing the event, uh, OPA, but what was fascinating was the meeting with the suppliers. It's like everybody now has PPE. Yes. And, and they should, right? Um, and if, if it makes sense to them. And that's a great example of people pivoting in a time mm -hmm. that serves the clients. And so um, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but yeah, I think it does. that Absolutely. It, it's- it's an example of how we did it. And it wasn't like anybody was selling face masks before. Right. But, but I think we're going to be for a, for a time now. So that's, that's the one that pops into my head. Okay. I love it. And, and one of the ones I thought is instead people are looking, how can I, where do I find these virtual conferences mm. to, to uh, uh, sell branded merchandise to? Why not look into your clients and suggest virtual conferences and actually sit down and help them plan it? Yeah. Yeah, help them that, plan yeah. those virtual conferences because I do believe, you know, we always talk about the, the medium of promotional products and how important it is as a, as a connector of people, how, you know, you can look at a t-shirt you got from a concert 20 years ago and it immediately takes you back to that night. Yep. Promotional products for conferences do the same thing. You can look at a SKUCon t-shirt or something from Expo or ASR Orlando and have those same emotions come right back. So I think now our industry takes on even a more a priority in these, in these times as these virtual conferences happen. So help your clients create a virtual conference, yeah. a virtual sales meeting even. Plan that with you. Get, we all have been through enough of these things. You're now an event planner. <laughs> an event planner and do that. I think you have a, a real opportunity there to uh, augment your sales. I love that idea. And again, it goes back to, we talked about it last week or the week before. It's like, we have to figure out a way to understand what our clients' real problems are and help them solve it. And by yep. doing that, those are the people that are going to succeed through this. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great idea. Awesome. All right, Kirby, we are now at the mullet of this podcast, the party in the back as Kirby turns around. All right. So um, it's, I'm calling this delivering marketing joy grab bag. Kirby, okay. <laughs> as we record this yesterday, you dropped your 300th episode of delivering marketing joy for people who don't know. Delivering marketing joy is a weekly web show. Kirby does. He has guests on every week. He asks them three questions and then they, in turn, ask him a question, usually about 15 to 20 minutes. Really good information. Has had some great guests on. We're going to get to that in a moment. So you can see that every Wednesday on Promo Corner. 
um, where you where it's housed, and that's uh, awesome. So congratulations on that. No way I was letting this podcast go without bringing that up. Thanks, so these are, I want you to just focus. There are, there really are no wrong answers, but I want you to focus on short answers. Okay. Okay. We have limited time. Our audience is getting tired of us already. I'm kidding. Okay. All right. Short answers only. What keeps you going? What keeps me going would be the guess. Okay. Essentially it's a little bit of an education class for me. And once you've done 300, it's really hard. Like when is it right to stop? So I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Skype or Zoom? Zoom, all okay. day. Um, let's see here. What was the most challenging question you've ever been asked? Uh, I've been asked a bunch of times what I hope the ROI is on Delivering Marketing Joy. And my first answer is probably the, the right answer. Uh, Roger Burnett asked me a long time ago and I said, I don't know exactly what I'm looking for from an ROI. I just know it's the right thing to do. And if I keep mm -hmm. showing up, good things will happen. Awesome. Most, uh, most difficult person to nail down for an interview. Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. Because <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. That's fine. Fa favorite one-time guest. Favorite one-time guest. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the ones who have been one-time guests. Amy Hossman. Okay. Perfect. Favorite repeat guest. Bill Petrie, of course. Oh, bullshit. Favorite repeat guest. Seth Godin. Okay. Uh, show you wish you could re-record. Wish I could re-record. Um, I, I got none. I got none. Okay. All of them oh. have been pretty good. Okay. Show you personally have rewatched the most. Uh, probably uh, episode 100 uh, with Seth Godin. He, okay. I, and, and by the way, just really quickly, the reason yeah. is I was so nervous mm -hmm. to interview him. I didn't I hear remember. a damn word he said. <laughs> and yeah. so I was like, I, I, I went back and I was like, oh, he said a bunch of good stuff, but I needed to go re-listen to it. And you sure handled that one very well. And you can tell you were as nervous as I know you were. All right. Show you wish never aired. Don't be careful. Come on. You know, there've been a couple that have just like people have reached out to me and asked to be guests. And so they, they were, there was just one that I forget. I, I can honestly say I forget the name, okay. but it was 28 minutes in and I hadn't got to the, like the third question. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, it was a bit of a trade wreck. I, I know the answer to this one, but other people may not. The dream guest, the one you've asked but never gotten on, that'd be Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, and Casey Neistat's another one. John Casey A. Cuff, there's several, yeah. Okay. Best question you've ever been asked? I already asked you that question. Uh, well, no, I asked you most challenging. What's the best question you've ever been asked? Um, I, th I, think, I think the question I get asked the most is how mm -hmm. do I get as much done as I get done? Um, yeah. And so if you get asked that question a lot, it's like, you know, it's probably valuable to the audience. Okay. What is the worst question you've ever been asked? Um, <laughs> damn. Um, I, 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 I got all day. Yeah, I know. And because I'm, I'm betting, you know, uh, so at one point you, you can always tell when the guest forgets that mm -hmm. he gets to, he or she gets to ask me a question. Yeah. And there was one in particular that they had forgotten. And so they just asked me to join their team live on the show. And so okay. that one was a little weird. All right. Let's see how well you know your own show. Oh, crap. Uh, who was <laughs> uh, <laughs> episode one? Mark Graham. Uh, your guest for episode one, uh, 100. Seth Godin. Your guest for episode 150. 
Was that David Schultz? Dwight Mason. Dwight Mason. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Episode 200. Your guest. <laughs> 212 with Seth again. Um, uh, that's not what I asked Kirby. I, I specifically asked episode 200. I don't know. Uh, that would be a greatest hits. Uh, episode 250. Yeah, I don't know my show that well. Yeah, Sam Brown and Bridget O'Brien. All right. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, let's guess you've had on the most. There, uh, there's okay. third place, second place, first place. Okay. I think I actually know some of these. Solely in third place with five appearances on Delivering Marketing Joy is? That you? No, that would be Ask Kirby. That would be yourself. <laughs> okay. All right. In a three-way heat for okay. second place with six times on Delivering Marketing Joy. So three people who have appeared on Delivering Marketing Joy three times. Who are they? Uh, let's see. I, I, I'm just thinking of the people who have had it on a lot. So yeah, I'm going to go right. Bill Petrie, uh, Roger Burnett, Jeff Hayden. No, uh, you got one right. Roger Burnett. <laughs> Okay. Roger Burnett, six times. Mark Graham, six times. Okay. Dana Zezzo, six times. Okay, cool. And number one, two people tied for this, appearing eight times on your show would be who? Jeff Hayden and Bill Petrie. Paul Bellantone and Bill <laughs> Petrie. Paul Bellantone and Bill Petrie. So, oh, yeah, I don't know it that well. Apparently not. Oh, <laughs> wait, there's one more question here. Great. Your least favorite guest, repeat or otherwise. Oh, um, me. Ask Kirby. Oh, come on now. <laughs> oh, come on now. Well, that might be your least favorite guest, but it's our favorite. Thank you for keep doing Delivering Marketing Joy. Again, you can see that every Wednesday over at promocorner.com um, where you host the show. You know what else gets me happy besides uh, Delivering Marketing Joy, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Thank you for knowing to ask. That would be Brian Jolins. Medicine is music. Music is medicine. Medicine is music. Music is medicine. Live stream concert on August 15th at 7 p.m. Central. Uh, Brian has been diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, but he has an amazing, amazing health share coverage. So being the good hearted human that he is, he is focusing on turning this negative into a positive by uh, supporting the music community that's been hit so hard by the pandemic. There'll be a concert that night live streaming uh, by Brad Thompson. He's a soul blues rock and folk singer. Think Lyle Lovett meets Peter Mayer. Um, not coincidentally. Brian's also turning 50 on August 13th. So happy birthday to you a week in advance, Brian. Um, so it's hosted by Danny Rosen and Brian Jolin. The first people who donate $15 via Venmo are going to get a surprise thank you gift, the power of promo. So you can, we'll put the link on uh, the Brandivate website on where the, uh, this blog or this, this uh, podcast is hosted. And then we'll also, uh, you can also go to Facebook and just search, um, uh, where, where, where I put my notes? Yeah, I don't know. You can search. Oh, Jones Music is Medicine live stream concert on Facebook. There we go. And uh, you. I knew you'd sorry get it. You did. I, you know, every once in a while, like I'm not. I'm not a professional. <laughs> I'm barely an amateur at this point. Um, awesome. So again, there's no way, no better way to tell the pandemic and cancer to tell them they're number one by using the wrong finger. Uh, then by uh, going and being part of that really great event. So thanks, Brian and Danny, for sharing that. Kirby, awesome. I think that'll about do it for the mullet this week. I look forward to yapping it up next week as well. Thanks, man. That's right.